Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Exactly where are we going today? Well, the truth is, we are exactly where we need to be. Season six, episode three, Seeking Validation. Before we begin, I want to sit in a place of gratitude and I want to thank all of those who have listened from the beginning and all those who are joining us today, right? I just want to say thank you and I want to encourage you to go back and start from the beginning and go on this journey where we unpack and unlearn all of the toxic traits that have shaped who we are instead of who we need to be, right? So with that, remember that you can listen on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and you can always go to runonthoughts.com and click on a link to listen to the platform that best suits your needs. We also have a segment called Hey Help. Hey Help is where you can actually email me at think at runonthoughts.com and you guys can ask me all sorts of questions and I will do my best to serve you. And remember, if I cannot help you, I will not even try to help you, right? Because I don't have the answer to everything. And that's the best part of this platform where my main goal is to share with you, right? It's just to share my perspective and hope that you use the parts that serve you. The parts that don't serve you, don't throw them away, right? Put them in a box, Put them in a box for later use so if you ever should need them. This is not a judgmental space. This is a space where we simply explore the world and explore new ways of being and new ways to unpack and unlearn all of the things that we have been given that do not allow us to live in our authentic space. With that said, I want to share that today's episode was inspired by a exhibit from Frida Kahlo. I went to a Frida Kahlo exhibit in the Dumbo section of Brooklyn with one of my besties, Jen, who runs a Instagram called Just Life NYC. That is J-U-S-L-Y-F-E-N-Y-C at Instagram, where she explores New York City and around New York City and you can do fun things you can go to museums and restaurants and pop-ups and there are so many things to do in and around New York City so make sure that you click on that her um, Instagram and find an array of things to do in and around New York City. Sometimes she goes out of the country, sometimes she goes out of New York City, but all in all, you can find fun things to do with your loved ones, fun things to do with your children, and fun things to do with friends and family. With that, I've realized that 
She really loves museums, and I really don't like museums, but I do like reading and I do like history. For some reason, she doesn't like that part, which is crazy to me because I'm trying to figure out exactly why we're here if it's not for the historical context, right? But as I started reading, I started realizing that there are some similarities that I am beginning to see in and among artists, right? At this Frida Kahlo exhibit, she is a Mexican, I think she's of Mexican and German descent, but her life centers around her Mexican heritage and the life that she has lived, right? She was born in 19, I think 1907, and she says 1910 because she wanted her life to coincide with the Revolutionary War. However, I'm realizing that artists seem to have some internal struggles or what the world perceives as internal struggles, right? So on one of the exhibits, something struck out to me really, really mesmerizing, right? In the fashion icon exhibit, there were thinking people see you is called, okay, I don't know why I'm saying that to you guys, but I'm trying to make sure that I read the, I read the quote as it was written. It says, the worse Frida felt, the more effort she put into composing the image she appeared with, looking radiant before the world. Now, this is my favorite part. Pain and sadness were confined to her paintings. I spent the rest of the day thinking about these words, and that's how I came up with the seeking validation, because here was a woman who the world saw her clothing and they thought that she was beautiful and radiant and the truth was she was in pain, right? Pain and sadness were confined to her paintings. And that made me think that many of the people, I'm not sure what I'm trying to say, but in Frida Kahlo's work, and in so many other artists, we saw a Japanese artist last week. And then when people think of Basquiat, they all have this internal conflict that they're trying to share and a need to get out. And I realized that the goal against seeking validation is that we have to have something that belongs just to us. And there's nothing wrong with seeking validation, right? There's a healthy line where it is okay to seek validation because we are a community, right? Like all things, there are levels, there are levels to this shit. And one can get to an unhealthy level where we are willing to endure abuse to avoid feelings of anything, feelings of abandonment feelings of trauma and it's just like so many of us have trust issues and you have high anxiety and fear of rejection usually these are the things that would cause one to be seeking validation and even body dysmorphia I actually look these things up and it's like how you see yourself often reflects how you think other people see you and what they want from you and what you are willing to do in order for them to give you the validation that you need to be giving to yourself. And the very validation that you need to be giving to yourself can come from the arts. 
right? Because you may need a hobby, something that makes you feel good about yourself. Now, I don't know if the arts make these people who are in this pain. Is the art the release? Is the art the mental wellness? Is the art the therapy? And that is how I started feeling like they say that when she was dressing this way, she only allowed her pain to be resonant through the art. And I'm like, okay, when she did this, was, did she feel better? Did the art make her feel better? And I decided that it did, which is why I want to tell those who seek validation to find something that fills you up as much as art filled up the Basquiat's and the Frida Kahlo's of the world. It is very important because I thought about my own life, right? And I thought about DPD, that's called Dependent Personality Disorder. And isn't it crazy that we live in a world where we have all of these feelings and we don't know how to unpack them because most of us don't even know what they are. And that's why therapy is so important. I don't believe that all therapy is the answer, but I do believe that sometimes we need words and ideas to help us name the thing. So when I thought about this dependent personality disorder, it says that you it's people who are oversensitive to criticism, they are always lacking of self-confidence, they dislike alone time, and these people send to seek validation because the struggle is really with themselves, right? And instead of looking to fix yourself, because that's for the real work, right? I'm believing that that's what happened during the pandemic for many people. It was in the isolation that you had to look in the mirror and what you saw in the mirror was yourself. And when you are looking in the mirror and you are seeing yourself, your soul recognizes that it is the self that needs to do the work. But that work may not be easy because in doing the work of unpacking, you have to be ready and willing to look at the shit. And then when you look at the shit, you have to smell the shit. And the shit stinks. And then you have to wade through the shit and figure it out. And this is the hard part. This is the part that nobody wants to do, right? The uncomfortableness of sitting and wading through the shit is nasty and heavy. And you can often feel like you're going to drown in shit. And nobody wants to do this. So to protect ourselves, it is often easier to seek validation from outside things. And it's not just seeking validation from people. Some people are seeking validation from work, from success, from things, from anything. Anything that makes it feel like they are filling up your cup. The problem with seeking validation outside of the healthy realm of it is that your cup may have a fucking hole in it. Right? So if your cup has a hole in it, that means that no matter what you get from the outside world, it is always leaking because you 
have to mend the cup. The cup needs sealant. And the only way to get a sealant is that you have to be willing to do the internal work. Because I do believe that the more you seek outside validation, the more you need outside validation. And that means that the hole in the bottom of your cup could constantly be getting bigger and wider, right? And now, as you're needing more validation, you're willing to do more things and you're willing to put up with more shit. I heard Jennifer Lewis say something like, the more you sit in shit, the less it smells. And right, see the rest of us are smelling the shit, but you're not smelling the shit. So now, are you getting meaner and nastier? Are you putting up with abuse? Are you putting up with disrespect? See, seeking validation can become dangerous, right? Because your needs are outside of yourself. So now, are you a puppet, right? Are you allowing people to puppet master you? See, you think you're in control. You think you're in control, but you are not in control because it is outside sources that tell you how to go and where to go because you are following them blindly like you are high on something because where they go is where the validation lives. So you are willing to go on this journey of putting up with anything just for the very words of I see you. I see you. And that's so crazy to me. And it's not that I'm trying to use the word crazy, but it's this perceptions of crazy. And that is why I realized that when I go to these museums and that sometimes I don't understand them because they be lines and there'll be squares and people will be talking about the squares and the lines. And I'm like, this shit don't mean nothing to me. I don't even get it. And I realized in part because I don't care what people think, right? I am happy and not so happy to report that I have never needed outside validation. And I have some theories about why I've never needed outside validation. And I think that is in part because I think I was in part born this way, right? I think that I was born an observer and that I mostly have the skill to learn from other people's mistakes. And from watching my mom, who I talk about all the time, because I think that she is my central foundation for my why, the good whys and the bad whys. But my mother's life is the why. And that makes me feels, feel like, even though my mother died when I was such a young child, I feel like she still raised me. I feel like the energy of her was always there to guide me along life and to make sure that there were alleyways and life decisions that didn't harm me. And, that, and that's also where my gratitude lies from, right? Even when things don't go right, I recognize that they could have gone wronger. Wronger is not a word, but it's a word here. So take that. And for that, I am grateful for my mom because my mom had a hard life. And I knew that at eight. 
I couldn't have described it at eight, right? That didn't happen till later when you're able to reflect back on the past and see. But I recognized that my mom had a hard life. And it seemed like she seemed, because I don't know, she's not here to speak for herself. And it seems like my mom's hard life came from needing and seeking the validation of others. It felt like my mom was broken. It felt like my mom had been given some trials and tribulations that she blamed herself for or, you know, because the world makes you do that sometimes. People harm you and got the nerve to make you think that you should feel shame. Ain't that some shit? I think I've talked about this before. How the fuck somebody rape you and you feel bad? Hurt? Yes. Bad? No. They should feel bad. Give them the motherfucking energy back. You don't have to wear that shit. We live in a society that causes the victim to think about the million and one ways that they could have prevented the predator from seeking them. Ain't that some shit? What's up with 101 ways to make the predator feel bad for what they did and for punishing the predator? I don't give a fuck what the victim did. Anyway, that's a discussion for another day. But the point is that seeing my mother constantly seek validation is what has allowed me to stand in my own truth. I think even in the intro, I let you guys know that I am all of myself even as I evolve, right? Even as I evolve, I am all of myself. Be the change that you want to see, but the reason why I'm all of myself, and let me make this clear to you, being all of yourself is not easy. It is not easy at all. There are times when I want to fold. There are times when it feels like doing what the world does or says is the easier thing to do, but that actually makes my stomach hurt. So even when I want to concede, and I want to conform, my gut says, don't do that. Maybe they'll come along later. Maybe they'll see later. But the truth is that I have to remain myself because the more you concede to the pressures of fitting in, the more you will need to concede to, to fit in to the pressures of the world, right? And there then lies the seeking validation at an unhealthy level. And I don't want to do that. Because I've also been in unhealthy relationships and the very thing that saved me was the very notion that no matter what, I was not willing to give up being Marshall for them. Now I put up with some shit and I ain't gonna sit here and lie to you people. And I think most of us have. To all those who haven't, bless you. And maybe you should share your stories about how you avoided the pitfalls of putting up with shit. But I have put up with shit. Because as a young woman, the woman that I am now, I wasn't that, right? I had to walk down the path. I had to see I was, the feelings of abandonment were heavy. The feelings of aloneness, of emptiness, of the feelings of thinking that I had to find love in all these places. And then this loyalty that I have, right? The loyalty that I have for people now, it used to be unhealthy. Even though I am loyal to the end of the earth, I require that loyalty back. My loyalty is even conditional. I'm not giving you blind loyalty because if you are unfaithful or unloyal to me, it's over. I'm not really sticking around. So I never have to question why, when I'm being loyal to you because my loyalty is in part due to the fact that you have been loyal to me, if that makes sense. 
So back to the not caring what people think, I realized that in these bad relationships with some of the men that I've been with, I'm not even blaming them. I don't even have anger or bitterness about these relationships because everything that I endured, I allowed. I accepted. After the first time, my arrogance thought that I could fix people. My arrogance thought that the love that I had was enough love to fill their cup. But see, there goes that cup thing, right? Because as I'm filling their cup, if they're broken, it's leaking. And that's draining to me also. I have to give them everything that I have. And I am left with nothing. And their cup is leaking. So eventually, we both have nothing to give. And this is the unhealthy relationship. And I discovered that I had to begin to fill myself up and there was no man or no job or no nothing that was going to be able to fill me up in order to do that when i became a teen mom i was embarrassed and the reason why i was embarrassed was because <sighs> i let the world dictate to me what i should be here i am a teen mom and i'm a smart girl I got good grades in school, and I thought that I was going to be successful. Back then, success to me meant going to college, getting a good job, and having a myriad of things. That's it. I went a different direction. I became a mother. And although I did not want to become a mother at such a young age, and although I resented it at my son's birth, some energy force field opened up a week later and I'm sure to y'all it was my mother. And I fell madly in love with my son. But I also fell madly in love with the idea of being a mother because those are two different things. And I think I'm gonna explore that concept, right? Loving your children versus loving the job of motherhood. Somebody write that down because I'm sure I'll remember, not remember and I won't ever come back to that. But. I loved being a mom, but I still wanted success. I still wanted to have a job in corporate America. I still, and guess what? Not because I wanted those things, but because I thought the world said I should have those things. Whatever those things were, you're a smart woman, you should have stuff. No one said, and, and, and they told you that this stuff would make you happy. They told you that the pursuit of happiness lied in stuff. But the pursuit of happiness lies in whatever makes you happy. That's all. The freedom to pursue it is the joy. And I thought that motherhood had stopped that. But by the time my son was 18, and because I was a young mother, that meant that I was still young and I can go back to school, which I did, and I can pursue these things. And when I tell you that that empty nest syndrome is real, it's real. Because now, the only thing I wanted to do was still mother. And I had no desire for corporate America. I had no, one, because I have no desire to fake it. I have no desire to shut up. 
I have no desire to kiss ass. I have no desire to act like you right and I'm wrong. I have no desire to, for fake friends. I have no desire for the rat race. I, and now I don't even believe that working is the ultimate goal, right? Now I want a life of leisure. That's not going to happen for me, but I hope that it happens for some of you, right? I hope that you get to do what you want, when you want, and how you want, as long as you're not hurting anybody else. So with that, I realized that I was seeking validation. I wanted to validate the fact that I was a teen mom, and I wanted to up it so that no one would see me as a stereotype. Ain't that some shit? And that is caring what people think about you. And when you care so much about people with what people think about you, you fit into these boxes and you allow that feeling to navigate your life and you are not able to live in an authentic self. You are not able to go on an authentic journey because everything that you are doing is in pursuit of how other people feel and believe. Do you understand what I'm saying? When the thoughts of other people infiltrate you, and this could be about weight, this could be about love, friendship, everything. It's like you get dressed and you walk out into the world and people see you. There's a word for this, but I cannot remember what it is. If you guys know what the word is, please share it in the comments on SoundCloud or go to runonthoughts.com and share it or go to Facebook or anywhere where you see that I'm going to post this Run On Thoughts blog on Instagram. But you go out into the world and you automatically feel seen. Isn't this some narcissistic shit? You automatically think that people see you and judge you. And the truth is, Many people, most people, are feeling the same way you are feeling. So if they are feeling the same way that you are feeling, exactly how is it that they are judging you when they are thinking that you are judging them? So now you're out in the world and you're feeling seen and judged and you're on defense, right? You go into relationships and your insecurities then are transferred and you have these trauma bonds with people and you need to be saved and you give people a bigger role and a bigger job in the relationship than they should have. And that is what is unhealthy, right? Because no relationship can work if you require the other person to do the work for you that you need to do for you. Does that make sense? I'm going to say that again, right? Because it doesn't matter. And I'm using relationships because I think that for most of us, that is where our traumas show up. Right? I know they show up in work for some people and they show up in success and they show up in so many other areas, but I don't think most of us see them show up in those areas. But in a relationship, they show up because many of our traumas are a desire to feel loved and to be needed and to feel valued 
And when that doesn't happen, we blame the other person for not filling up our cup. When in truth is, we shouldn't even be dating if we have mended the hole in our own cup. Because now this trauma bond, because usually it is a trauma bond, because why would the other person be staying, right? A healthy person would not be staying with an unhealthy person who is going to remain unhealthy unless they too are unhealthy. So when you're thinking that someone loves you or when you're thinking that someone is staying just because they love you, the truth is the very trauma that you are asking them for, that may be the very trauma that they need, right? Like if you, like if your abandonment issues make you need some, make you need to be needed, somebody else's trauma can make them feel like they need you to need them right i think i was watching red table talk and the woman grew up in a household where she was abused right and not seen so her trauma was her trauma showed up by needing people to feel wanted by her and the man she was dating trauma was that his mother chose a man over him so he decided that no woman could ever love him and he would never let a woman love him. But when he met this woman, she showed him a nurturing love and automatically his spidey senses hovered over her and now he wanted to possess her. And so his trauma became keeping her, but also in his insecurity about her leaving him, he needed to make her feel small so that he can control the narrative and make her feel like she was never enough. That's a trauma bond, right? And although she loves him and although he loves her, it is unhealthy. Both of them have cups that have holes in the bottom. So as they are trying to fill up each other, they are both left with nothing. And this is the fate of seeking validation, of seeking health unhealthy levels a validation is that in seeking unhealthy levels of validation you are not giving yourself permission to heal you are giving people power over your body over your brain and in some cases it means that you are signing up to be hurt because if someone dangles if you're starving and someone dangles a carrot over your head and then they can keep raising the carrot or they begin to hold the carrot over the fire, are you willing to walk across the coals for the carrot? And so many people are willing to burn. And meanwhile, there was a whole grocery store around the corner that you could have just walked to, but you got to do the work. And that's the point here. The point is that no matter what, every topic that I discuss with you guys, everything centers around the fact that you have to do the work. You have to unpack. You have to unlearn. You have to give yourself permission to see the truth as it is and not 
tell yourself, right? Because many people are deceiving themselves. Many people are manipulating their own truth, right? You got to lie to you in order to accept the shit that other people are giving you. And I believe that that's where sickness and trauma and your gut health and all these things come from. It's because you got to fucking lie to your fucking self. Right? When you are seeking validation and someone is hurting you or harming you, you know. You know you're addicted. You're addicted to seeking validation. And you can't even get out of your own fucking way. You are addicted to what they give you. Whether you don't want to be alone, admit it. Right? Whether it's that daddy issue, whatever it is, you're addicted. And I am telling you that no matter what is going on, no matter who you are with, even if you break up with this person, I'm here to tell you that the shit ain't going to change because you'll be traveling into the next relationship, the next job, the next friendship with the same cup with an even bigger hole. I'm tired of talking to you guys. Bye.